0: Tired of hearing the same thing over and over again? Frustrated with the social, political, and professional landscape of your community? If so, you're in the right place. We can tackle any issue or conversation if we approach life with the Reasonable Person Standard. And now, Dr. Bob. What's the Reasonable Person Standard, you ask? According to the dictionary, a reasonable person will look at life through the lenses of fair, moderate, not excessive nor extreme, and typically that of sound judgment. Are you that person? Hey, welcome everybody. This is Dr. Bob. We're all tired of hearing those overused business terms and expressions. Synergy, paradigm shift, low-hanging fruit, moving the needle, sales funnel, and so on and so on. These are just a few of the top-rated jargon used regularly by many business folks and other organizations. In fact, in a past company I once served, there was a facilities request form I had to fill out that stated, please list all synergistic opportunities for innovation and needle moving. Wow, that's terrible. Now, I'm not saying I've never used any of those terms before, but there is one of those phrases that really bugs me. Thinking outside the box. So there are two ways you can look at this. First, is that leaders often like to use the box terminology, but forget to focus on the box itself, meaning that there is a box, but it's ill-defined. And second is the illogical belief that asking people to solve problems in ways they normally don't can actually happen on command. Both interesting arguments. So let's get started with the first side of the coin, the box itself. Now for both arguments, logic dictates that there must be a box. Problem number one is that many times, the box is not well defined. Believe it or not, many people need rules and structure to thrive, hence the need for a box. Now that's not to say we all like being told what to do. It's just that human nature dictates that most mortals, like me, enjoy having some semblance of rules so they can break them every now and again, or at least stretch them. No, I'm not talking about seriously egregious rule breaking, but who hasn't enjoyed the occasional stretch of the boundaries from time to time? When was the last time you actually came to a full stop at a stop sign? How often do you drive within the speed limits? Have you ever gone through the 12 items or less line at the grocery store with more than 12 items? You know what I'm talking about. Part of the reason that we stretch some of those boundaries is that it makes us feel rebellious. The other part of the equation that makes rule-breaking possible is the mere existence of the rule itself. If you don't know, I'm a drummer. About 15 years ago, I was working with a world-class performer and composer for an upcoming concert. During one of our rehearsals, we started to work on a song that he had composed. Now, normally when I read music charts, there's a basic roadmap which tells you as the performer the order in which each section occurs in a song. Beyond that, most well-written charts also give you insight as to the style, the feel, the tempo of the music to help performers capture the intent of the song. But in this case, there was none of that. Simply a song title and one staff of music with nothing on it. Blank. If you would ask many artists... Most would say that they would love to have the artistic freedom to simply create art with no boundaries or expectations. Basically, pure freedom of expression. But in this case, I found myself sort of lost. I had no structure, no guide, and no limitations. When I asked the composer what style he was looking for, he told me to be organic with it. No limitations. What the heck does that mean? Although I managed to come up with something reasonable, it was actually extremely difficult for me to be creative without limitations. Seems counterintuitive, right? The human condition dictates that most people would have the same outcome. Hard to think outside the box when the box was never established. When you apply this to most businesses and organizations, reasonable people will realize that some people thrive with complete autonomy, but others need structure in order to succeed. Problem number two is that when there actually is a well defined box, and you're asked to think outside of it, and you actually create something innovative, Leaders are often the first ones to criticize the creation because it's not what they imagined. Look, guys, if you're going to ask people to be creative and innovative, celebrate their victories and the failures. Reasonable people allow their followers to fail and then celebrate the effort. Now, that's not the same as the everyone gets a trophy mentality. Simply, it's a way to encourage risk taking. You don't have to like what they come up with but you should certainly applaud their efforts, especially when it was you that asked them to create the solution in the first place. Nobody likes a boss that asks for a solution to a problem they already know how to solve. If you want it done your way, don't ask me to come up with a different solution. Just define the box and make me stay in it. Reasonable people who provide structured parameters will embrace the results that come from the box, especially if those results are deemed to be failures. If you want to see epic failures within structured parameters, check out the efforts of SpaceX. Without those failures, there never would have been a Tesla Roadster put into outer space. Ha! Okay, on to the other side of the coin, believing that it's reasonable to ask people to be creative on command. As an educator, and one who has a bit of business acumen, I've led many teams through organizational change, sometimes rather successfully, and other times not so much. One common thread i found within every organization I've been a part of is the need for innovation and creativity regularly. What's perplexing, though, is that very few organizations actually promote innovation as a routine component of their culture. Innovation is often a byproduct of creativity. Given that idea, people need the freedom and the safe space required for most creative ideas to come to light. So many times, leaders shoot down ideas because of the dreaded, that's just not the way we do it here, or even worse, hey, that's not within your lane. Either way, nothing shoots down creativity faster than lame excuses from leaders. I'm not suggesting leaders have the responsibility to accept and implement every idea that comes to them, but let's face it, we cannot expect people to be creative and innovative only when it suits the timing of the leadership. Think about what we're telling people when we say, I need you to think outside the box and come up with a solution. We may as well say, Even though I never allow you to look beyond your lanes of responsibilities, I now need you to do just that. And if you can't come up with a solution right now, you are not innovative. Asking people to be innovative on demand is not logical, and beyond that, it puts a lot of pressure on people. Leaders must create and nurture an organizational culture that promotes free thinking, design thinking, and the sharing of ideas, regardless of when it happens. Innovation, especially prototypes, should be ugly and not scheduled. Leaders must embrace ugly. Don't just focus on the shiny new objects and ideas that come forward. Focus on what it could be and not what it is. In order to regularly capture innovation in its simplest form, we have to be willing to embrace the ideology that we should surround ourselves with super smart and creative people. If you're the most creative and smartest person in the room, find a new room. So to all of my reasonable people out there, all is not lost in the creativity and innovation world. As leaders and followers, we can find ways to promote the inevitable arrival of creativity. A Harvard Business Review article written by Joseph Grenny suggested we can do the following six things to promote creativity and innovation regularly. Number one, frame the problem, then step back. Remember that game called Boggle? If not, it's basically a transparent plastic box filled with a dozen or so small cubes. Now, each cube has a letter on it. And the goal is to spell out as many words as you can given how the lettered cubes land at the bottom of the box after it's been shaken up. Given there's a time limit, this puts a little pressure on the player to create words from the seemingly random patterns of letters. Now usually at some point, players tap out and just can't see any more words. What's interesting though, is that at any point you can actually rotate the box and view it from a different angle. It's amazing how many more words you can see once you change your point of view. Reasonable people will find ways to change their perspective on things when they get stuck. Number two, obey your curiosity. If you're curious about something, start digging. You've heard the term curiosity killed the cat. I say, while that may be true, at least the cat went down swinging. Curiosity keeps your brain active, makes you challenge everyday assumptions, makes you a better educated consumer, and most importantly, keeps you humble. Be curious about everything. Then realize that reasonable people act on those curiosities. If something makes you go, hmm, then find out why. Number three, keep a shoebox. Albert Einstein said that he never understood why people tried to remember everything. He felt it was a waste of brain power and energy, and as a result, he wrote everything down. Reasonable people keep a small notebook around to make notes, jot down ideas, make lists, and to journal. I have a few notebooks that are active right now. I keep one in my backpack, one at work and one near my computer at home. So when you get an idea, just write it down, because the odds of you remembering it later are practically zero. Number four, do things that don't interest you. This one's tough. Nobody likes doing things they're not good at. Why? Because it's not pleasing to our psyche. Along those lines, engaging in activities that don't really interest you can actually promote creativity. The next time you read an article about something that piques your interest or that you like to do, I challenge you to read another one about something you either know nothing about or have no interest in learning about. Kind of checks and balances. You'll likely be surprised with the outcome. Many times it will make you more curious. Remember what I said about that? And can even challenge many of your own assumptions or biases. Number five, invite uncomfortable conversations. Speaking of challenging your assumptions or biases, when was the last time you sought out to engage in conversations that you know would make you uncomfortable? I'm not talking about protests and riots here. I'm talking about having meaningful, relevant, respectful, and timely conversations about things that are often taboo. We all like to surround ourselves with like-minded people, but reasonable people look for ways to challenge their own thinking. As long as those conversations are built upon trust, dignity, and respect, you'll be amazed at how much more curious, creative, and innovative you can become as a result. Recently, my wife started inviting small groups of friends and family over for these types of conversations. She purposely invited people whose views differed from one another and mine and hers. After dinner, she would serve as kind of a moderator and had different questions she would pose to the group. In all honesty, there were some heated moments in those discussions, but at the end of the day, we all hugged it out at the end of the night and we all went home. Still friends, dignity and respect is the key. Beyond that, after those discussions, I challenged myself to do some homework, which resulted in me either validating my own point of view or actually debunking it. Lastly, number six, stop and work when it hits. Ever had those light bulb or aha moments? If so, you're not alone. For me, they typically hit my brain in the middle of the night, many times waking me up. Now, most normal people would simply go back to sleep, but I've found that when I get new ideas in my head, I should just write them down. Otherwise, I'll certainly forget them. Interestingly, when I wrote my first book, the idea struck me at 1 a.m. I then woke up and started writing. By 4 a.m. I had a rough draft of the first chapter. Reasonable people strike the iron when it's hot. Plenty of time to sleep later. So the next time you get ready to say, I need you to think outside the box, please refrain from doing so until you have either clearly defined the box or have considered removing the box altogether. If you decide to define the box, then please celebrate those who take risks and go outside of those lines. If you decide to get rid of the box altogether... Embrace the fact that you'll never have to ask someone to think outside of it again. But remember, at the end of the day, no matter who you talk to, no matter what you talk about, always treat people with dignity and respect. Well, that's our time for the day. Thanks for joining us here at the Reasonable Person Standard. Our music was performed by Kevin McLeod, and this podcast series is produced by Jam Studios. Thank you for joining today's conversation with Dr. Bob. Be sure to check out what he'll tackle next at www.bobhabib.net. And remember, you can tackle any issue or conversation if you approach life with the Reasonable Person Standard.